0: this podcast episode is brought to you by the outcomes rocket network where you get your healthcare insights from the most inspiring healthcare podcasters
1: hey y'all welcome to the outcomes rocket network the future of global informatics podcast where we discuss global informatics through conversations with industry leaders and innovators So that you can understand what it is, what it does, and how it shapes the healthcare of our future. I am your host, TJ Southern. All right. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Good day. Good day. And welcome to another episode of The Future of Global Informatics. It's your girl, TJ Southern. And today we have Deborah Graham. Yeah. Thank you. Deborah Graham. All right, Deb. Tell the people about yourself. Tell them who you are. Who I am.
0: I'm Deborah Graham. I'm um, a, a wife, a mother, a nurse. Uh, a, a follower. I'm. Um, I've been in now this career. I. I've said 15 years for over 15 years. TJ. So. So I'm in now, approaching my 40th year in nursing. So please don't shut the podcast off at this point. I can operate my phone, and I did reset my uh, a, a new set up a new network in my house yesterday. So. I, so I do have some some skills. I. I didn't ever want to be a nurse. I didn't grow up like. Mary, El- Mary Ellen Walton from the Walton's Mountain. Um, and that's my, my age bracket. I didn't grow up like her. I didn't always want to be a nurse. I grew up really not knowing what I wanted. And so I embraced that that now nursing is such a career development. It mm-hmm. is such a great aspect that you don't go to school for one little bit and then come out something. That that was my basic education was a bachelor's in nursing. I came into informatics quite um in, in a coincidence of someone leaving a role that I'm very thankful. I mean she left that she's successful. We we stay in touch. But because of her life choices, I had a choice to leave management intensive care directorship in education, take on informatics. And from that was the uh, foray of the electronic medical records early um, our mid-90s, late 90s uh, into charting. For the nurse, and for uh, then to bedside med verification. So that was really my path into it. So mm-hmm. many young folks want to know how did you get into it? Well, it it really evolved to me. I, I didn't set out, hey, I want to do informatics. So so I'm I'm of that age that it it evolved. So I love to say to people, I make my living in a career that didn't even exist when I graduated from, from college. Yeah, Yay! so. So, so career development, keep learning, keep pursuing. And um, so, and now my current role is I'm uh, just recently um, promoted to the vice president of clinical informatics. I work for a group of physicians that, and nurse practitioners in Florida. So I've home office 13 years or so now, uh, made my living in East Tennessee on a cattle farm with my husband. Yay. And um, so I'm not mobile. I'm not I'm not relocatable. So this internet world has helped a lot with that. I travel quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've supplied medical services to long-term care um, mm-hmm. and uh, assisted livings, um, uh, skilled nursing facilities, uh, long-term care facilities. And we are boots on the ground day in, day out in those facilities and uh, with physicians and nurse practitioners and imagine all of the communication, informatics uh, silos within those systems.
1: Oh my God, Oh my God. Okay. So listeners, y'all know I always tell y'all when y'all listen to my podcast, make sure that you grab a pen and a piece of paper because Deborah gave us a mouthful already. Okay? Let me tell y'all, I love my veteran nurses, veteran nurse informaticists because they have a well of knowledge to give to us. So I absolutely love the fact that you're A, here spending your precious time with us. And B, I love the fact that you are so truthful that nursing was not even on your radar. Let me be honest, same thing with me. Nursing was not on my radar. I wanted to be a pharmacist, okay? And I couldn't get into pharmacy school because, y'all, I'm going to let y'all in a little secret. I love to party. I party too hard. (laughs) (laughs) My GPA was 1.79. And by the grace of God, Marion College University allowed me into their nursing program.
0: Thank you, Ah, Marion.
1: Thank you. (laughs) So... I love the fact that you are totally transparent to say that informatics was not and nursing it as a as its core was not something that you chose but that it chose you so that to me is just that's amazing the fact of what it is that you do so you have worked remote before the pandemic oh yes <laughs> long before <laughs> long before way before the pandemic. So that is just key right there for a lot of people who are just now working at home, you know, for the pandemic and they're struggling working at home. Look, guys, we have had people that have worked at home for almost 15, 20 years already. So there you go. All right. Miss Deborah, what is it that inspires the work that you do currently?
0: Well, currently, and I, I think always when you are not a direct caregiver, the American Nursing Informatics Association, their mantra maybe, or one of their catchphrases is at the intersection of the bedside and technology. And while that, that may be a little trite, it's so true. It, yes, is, it is just so true. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so what inspires me is while I do work with the, the, the I'm employed to, to make my physicians and nurse practitioners' lives easier, but in my telemed, which we do after hours, that's a huge part of my world is the support we do after hours when we leave the building, is to make a difference to that staff nurse. I still think that my motivation, my inspiration, my greatest gift is translating practice at the bedside to that staff nurse what technologies do they need but not makes their life harder
1: yeah.
0: and maybe that'll be a different question but that's a whole other term no, in long term care list. but mm-hmm. um so i didn't realize it, it after most of my time in uh, acute care and then with two different technology companies i worked in sales but when i came back to a, a um a a private business to realize that the Recovery Act money, the meaningful use money, what we talked about in incentives and all that, mental health and long-term care did
1: was not, not in it yet. get, did
0: not get. And yes. so I didn't know that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I mean, it was, I just assumed everybody got that, mm-hmm. but they're held to the same standards. Yes. So you're are. held to the same HIPAA standards and you're, you're held to that. You're supposed to communicate with these hospitals and physicians offices. And it, um, there's just one simple little thing, TJ, there's no audit trail.
1: Mm-hmm. Those
0: medical records didn't have to meet those, those um, standards. They didn't have to supply all that to get those meaningful use dollars. So, if I want to see who did something in a record as a user, as a paid prescriber, subscriber of those EMRs, I have to submit a ticket to get them to look at it for me. And so, that's just one little thing that it's, you know, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. What? That mm-hmm. we have set the staff nurse up. Most staff nurses in long-term care, most, now I'm I'm bit broad strokes, mm-hmm. do not most staff nurses do not have email from
1: the facility. I can believe it. Can, they don't have it.
0: So you know, it. I was like, oh, we can deploy this telemed software. You send it to their email that no no
1: they don't have oh my god you know what the 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 thing about this is i was just on another episode talking to someone else about the emr situations in long-term care and talking about this same topic that you just said when all of those dollars came flooding down long-term care was like totally missed totally missed and then so now here we are all of these years later, and now they're like, well, long-term care needs to get on. Um, Nobody's been thinking about them this whole time. (laughs) So yes, it's a huge disparity in that discipline, in that lane, in that market, long-term care. Um, So, oh my God. Oh my God. Now, Florida
0: does a really good job in all of the facilities we serve have an EMR.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so, I mean, th- there is a lot of progress. There is a lot of attempt to integrate. There are, um, you know, HIEs in that mm-hmm. market, um, but we rely on the facility. So we can't subscribe to them as a practice. So, um, so, so still there's, I mean, it's beyond silo, mm-hmm. Um um, and in and sometimes the, the labs, the radiology are not integrated into the EMR. So, so so yes, there's the staffing. Yes, there's, you know, who's working, there's COVID, of course, but um, within the system. So that's what inspires me to mm. what can, like, so single sign on, oh my goodness, what, just what a blessing it is to be able to not have one, one Saturday. Last year in the fall, I followed a staff nurse at one of our facilities at a long-term care facility. I just shadowed and followed her around for the day. And it was now not everything was an electronic uh, access, but well, I mean, it is, but it was like a fax code, a long distance code, a code to a door, the code to the automated drug delivery. This person had 14 Different somethings to remember. Oh my God! To do their work, you know, and so it's just it's we we have just set them up to you know, or or some facilities because of restrictions and what they think they're doing the correct thing and they're worried about their cell phone use but you know there is HIPAA doesn't even mention text the word text Mm -hmm. isn't in it Mm -hmm. but um I'm not saying it's it's great I'm not I'm not advocating it but they have locked things down to the point that it makes it very difficult for them to do their job so I can't call the physician and stay at the desk for them to call back Wow. Um so it's just you know so just putting those tools like secure communication um c- it, integrating those orders just giving them the support that that they need that um, that inspires me.
1: I love the fact that you are like I'm just going to say it you are like a modern day Robin Hood. <laughs> care because and that's the biggest that is the biggest um, caveat to our role is that we are problem solvers, especially in that technology space. The extra yes. added benefit that you have is that you're a nurse. So yes, yes. you're trying to make absolutely it for your colleagues, right? Her having 14 different codes to do yes. her job. Like I would yes. be like, I would be like, I'm done for
0: the day. <laughs> oh yeah, and people do.
1: And people
0: just keep their phone with them when they're not supposed to. Not because, and this is nursing as advocates for nursing, not because we are uh, want to break the rules, but because at the end of the day, the nurse will do what it takes to take care of the patient. Oh. And um, and I I just, and, and yeah, are, are some of those not best practices yeah absolutely but but sometimes we also set them up and let me let, let me give you one of my biggest mistakes of 2021 okay. okay so in telemed i thought um that rolling carts carts with stethoscopes tar- carts with toys on them would were the best thing I thought that it was an infection control thing. You roll it in the room, the, you know, it's, um, it's a bigger screen, that it would be a better experience for the, the patient who are elderly, um, not, you know, sometimes not even able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was a horrible idea, TJ. Because, well, because there was only one, you know, or maybe one on each long haul. So then you had to go find it then, you know then it wasn't plugged in then it wasn't working and so in the midst of that added technology that's supposed to help me I'm just going to ignore it oh I'm not going to use it because it's too much trouble for me so I've come now to see the other day I read a question on a listserv about um, doing bark uh, medic uh, no lab specimen specimen yeah. collection in an ED. Yeah. yeah and my my response to it was more than anything is you've got do not skimp on the equipment you have got to have access points and so now i've gone from forget the cart <laughs> to ipad iphone and 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 sadly not everything's android compatible but um but the, the more access points increase my utilization.
1: I love it. I yes. love it. I love the fact that you are not afraid to uh, actually pivot once you saw that you made the mistake, because that is common practice to get a car on wheels. That, that's very yes. common practice, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the acute facility so I oh understand.
0: and acute yeah acute acute maybe there's hang one hanging on the wall yeah I mean maybe there's many more of them I mean their needs are are probably completely different
1: yes. but
0: in my market I've come yes. to know that it's the community, the secure communication and the video um is is Trumps if you will any and and you know still in our care for years I'm listening with a stethoscope. I'm communicating you know we didn't ever have well maybe we had phone protocols but we didn't have phone competencies mm-mm,
1: mm-mm. <laughs> you know
0: we didn't have to train mm-mm. people mm-mm. maybe to you know uh, maybe what they were going to say but um, but these are things that we have learned as a practice and I shouldn't have be this long what time is it before I've mentioned evidence-based practice <laughs> I, I, so let, let me but but the evidence, told me um through you know through searches that I was confident and the expectation of how I could reduce readmissions mm-hmm. and transfers. Mm-hmm. So the evidence told me that but the evidence didn't tell me how. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't say like um you know like like in the technology, in the equipment, in you know in in the in the um period of time and in training. So so I look much more now to transformation science, implementation science, and um and trying to write my own manual of best
1: practices. Man, let me tell you this. Okay. For the informaticists and for the nurses that are out here listening, I love the fact that Debra has given us another avenue to go into, y'all hear her say, transformation, right? Mm -hmm. The how, writing your own evidence-based practice. That's another area. I I continue to say it, and I'm going to keep saying it. Nursing informaticist, research. There's a lot of us Mm -hmm. that are not in research, evidence-based practice. There are a lot of us that are not in evidence-based practice. Mm -hmm. And as Deborah has so eloquently put, here we go. The research and the evidence has told her that this is a good thing, but nothing told her how. Of course, you cannot get a how- when you don't have a nurse that is familiar with technology to help with the how, okay? So there are a lot of pieces that nurse informaticists can pick up and run with, okay? There are a lot of, a lot of pieces. So I'm gonna ask you on that front, um, Deborah. What opportunities do you see for nurse informaticists coming in? You've been in this industry for quite some time. You've seen it evolve. So what opportunities do you see for new coming in? Well, I I definitely think in, um, and
0: and as a brand new person, you know, it's people ask me all the time, what can I do? What can I do? Is that you, um, um, like right now, I am not a formal teacher. I'm not a professor. I'm not adjunct faculty. But for anyone listening, I am interested. But so to put yourself into the role, so to make your own opportunities, anything that I have done most of the time, I put myself out there. I, I, I asked and asked and people say, how did you get that? I asked for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what, what I see, what I see in the future, I think is that role again, between the bedside and technology. So what is that for you? Is that transforming with an electronic record? Is that teaching like maybe part of a practice to, um, that informatics role at the practice that teaches the parents of the Peds how to use um, uh, uh, telemed, of, of teaching elderly how how to do that, of being that um, the change agent to move them toward the technology. And you know, I have close friends that call themselves informaticists that spend their t- their entire time in reports and tableau and and uh, data viz, which I love. I love all of that, but but that, you know, that's just a whole other facet or, you know, healthcare informatics. Um, so population health and, um, you know, and, and just disease management and, you know, predictive kind of things, big data, all of that is nothing Deb does. I don't do any, well, I do, I, I do, data visualization is, is is a huge love of mine. So uh, So I do try to tell a story with the information that I present, but um, so, so lots, lots of things. And TJ, I'm approaching my last decade in nursing. Um, so no, 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 I am. I mean, I'm, 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 I want, you know, I've got 10 more years. I think I want yeah. to work. And um, um, so, so the, the future is, is huge. And I also think that nursing is such a great start for mm-hmm. many, many Mm -hmm. career paths, you know, in informatics, in clinical informatics, I've worked with a lot of, um, medical technologists for some reason Mm -hmm. with pharmacists, Mm -hmm. um, with, um, a, um, some physical Mm therapists. Um, so, so there's lots of disciplines that, that set, but the nursing per se to me, where we must fight for our place is to, to be that guardian of what the technology does to bedside practice, and Let if it's helping, you. if it's helping, great. But if it's not, it's not. It will be abandoned.
1: Let me tell you, Deborah gave us the whole life cycle of a nurse informaticist in a nutshell. I mean, as as she sh- as she has told you, there are so many facets to nursing informatics, and you just need to choose. The thing that I love that you have told the listeners, Deborah, is the fact of you asked. Don't be afraid to ask. If you want something, go after it. Because there are a lot of nurse informaticists that I hear day in, day out. Well, I can't find a job. Um, Well, I can't do this. They want all of this. Ask. Merely Mm -hmm. ask. And that is the part that I so love. So... What excites you the most about your role? Getting
0: the information Mm -hmm. to the providers that they need to see. Just this morning, this morning, we've got, and I'm not not email expert. I mean, I'm not, you know, we are, I think, involved in enough things to know a little, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But so this morning I have a A new facility that uses Citrix servers, and so our uh, EMR that we use in our practice won't run in a Citrix environment. You can't copy from the Citrix and paste (laughs) to my environment in any place that i found yet. So I've been researching that. Um, That facility right now can't email us to what the the new admissions are. So something's blocking that. So so I think a lot of it is uh, dispatch, if you will, Um, is, okay, who can take care of that? Who do we need for this? And, oh, that's not, no, that's not me. Um, Or you need to, you know, so a lot of it is traffic cop.
1: Yes, I I have said that before. I have said that before. We are information stoplights. We'd send we are the information.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or yesterday, you know, another one of our we are we've grown this year so much. We are we are, um, you know, we started with four facilities, and we're as of September we'll be up to fourteen, and we're wow. just you know in growth mode, and it's fabulous, it's exciting, and um, is to is to you know one of the my calls yesterday was hey in April you said this was budgeted to get these labs integrated into your system oh, we can't wow. see them. Wow. And uh, we have to, we have three different sign-ons to try and dig and find which system, you know, they've been recorded in. Not to mention what that does to patient care,
1: TJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely breaks the continuity of yes. patient care. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. OK, so a couple things. I want to know where people can find you. A Y'all heard PSA for (laughs) y'all universities that are listening to me. PSA, we have an educator that wants to be an educator. Years of experience. Here we go. I'm going to go on this soapbox just for a minute. Okay. Educators, we need you. Universities, you need to have nurse informaticists teaching the classes that have real life, real world experience. Here we go. Deborah has put herself out there. So I need somebody to contact her because I know y'all need us. <laughs> that's a hey, Deborah. Tell people how they are to contact you. Tell them how they are to contact you.
0: Well, sure. I'm on LinkedIn. It's Deborah Barrett, B-A-R-R-E-T-T, Graham. So I'm there. I'm um, that's probably the easiest, easiest way. Um, right. and then do you want, is that fine, or do you want yeah. my email?
1: That's that is perfectly fine. They, okay, can, okay. they can holler at you on LinkedIn. Now they can. one thing that I want you to tell us, give us some encouragement to leave us with. Or do you have any final thoughts for us? Keep learning. Mm.
0: Keep seeking. Mm. Keep um, um that to um inspire to, to read. I mean, even if it's, you know, I'm reading the Count of Monte Cristo right now, but mm-hmm. j- just to, um, to immerse yourself in learning and, uh, sharing and community with that, um, the informatics group. I'm part of, uh, NYWIG through AMIA. I'm, um, in the nursing informatics association. I'm a member of Hims. So, so, Immerse yourself in those that are doing, you know, what's that dress for the job you want. Um, uh, uh, Put yourself in the room with the people that, or virtual room or podcast room of (laughs) the people that you want to be mentored by, or at some point that you could mentor others. So keep learning.
1: I love it, I love it. And guess what? You are the second person to say that on this cast. So it's important, y'all, learning, reading, networking, reaching out, asking people. I love that, I love that, I love that. Deborah, thank you so much. When I tell you I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart for you giving us your time today telling the people about yourself, giving them some background, helping walk them through this journey of informatics. I love every bit of it. I love every single bit of it. All right, y'all. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today for another episode of the Outcomes Rocket Network, the future of global informatics podcast. If your organization is looking for informatics talent, go to www.berillus.net. That is y-l-l-us.net. And we can assist you in finding some of the best nursing informatics talent this continent has to offer. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. See ya.